This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. People of Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the motherfucking show. <laughs> New title. Connor's back. Hey, everybody. It's like I finally brought that pack of smokes from the liquor store. <laughs> Connor is on death's door right now. I am. Yeah. No, I've after after a, a month of traveling and, and, and living the hard, hard rock and podcasting <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I've, I've, it's finally caught up with me and I'm a little under the weather. <laughs> It'll do it. Yeah. I've, every time I tour, I come back sick and I've never been out for an entire month. The uh, longest one I was on was the Portugal, the man tour. And I came back from that fucking Oh yeah. Well, you're out, you're out there shaking hands with people that listen to podcasts who are not like notorious for personal hygiene. Right. Like that's not something that's like on the, on the podium finish of their priorities in yeah. life. But I love them. Sometimes they slip me a hundred dollar bill while I'm standing in line. Oh, I wouldn't. Among other things, so many fucking crazy presents we got from people. Tom Goss got a cake with a catchphrase written on it. He got a ceremonial knife. I got a Spiro Agnew wristwatch, which is something <laughs> that I'd only. I, I mentioned it in the most passing of ways. It was just <laughs> like so. It's very just. It was. It was clear that I was just trying to sound impressive, like I knew to, knew a weird curio from American history. It was definitely something that I was trying to do as some sort of like intellectual like humble brag and someone fucking brought me one cakes multiple cakes just a bunch of fucking bread and weird shit so just money people just yeah. give, give me a card with 60 bucks in it <laughs> yeah. shout out before we go any further i want to say shout out to gina uh from chicago or from outside of chicago rather she was uh she's a conspiracy the show listener she's a mean boys listener and uh she came to our uh, our chicago show uh the uh the, the day of her mother's funeral she left early to come to the chicago show my god and uh well then she has no excuse to not be at my show in chicago yeah it's a good point <laughs> <laughs> and she fed me soup on stage. Uh, and, How sweet! Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was very. She was a wonderful lady, and uh, I, I just want to give her a shout out and say thanks again, Gina. Oh, <coughs> uh, I have. You, you all right? <laughs> I'm just smoking you're weed, just smoking baby. Pot. All right. Yeah, yeah. I have kind of the opposite story from the Spiro Agnew wristwatch. I mentioned once that I knew that Arby's sent out a six DVD collection. Oh, yes. You told me about this. That's just their roast beef cooking <laughs> in a roaster. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I could find one of those, someone sent us one. It's oh, man. Pretty great. I it's haven't so watched good. it yet. But That's soon. like on Christmas morning, instead of like the Yule log on KTLA, yeah. you just pop in the <laughs> Arby's roast beef. I'm going to do a commentary track for it. That's like one of these things where it's like you got to buy shelves just to display that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's getting to that point. Someone brought me a joint yesterday. So uh -huh. he sat in on a podcast, and uh, he was a fan from Kentucky. 
And he went to a dispensary and brought me a joint. And the strain was called A Strain Called Quest. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Pretty great. Yeah. And it's really good weed, too. Oh, yeah. So. We stay with Andrew Hillary, a former Conspiracy of the Show eight-word guest <laughs> <laughs> out in Pittsburgh. And uh, Did he mention those eight words that got edited out? Uh, yeah, podcast? yeah. We did discuss it. And he was just like, yeah, I couldn't really get a word in edgewise. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. That's... It's like tricks trying to guard Kobe when I'm podcasting. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty, I'm pretty dominating. <laughs> pretty fucking agile. Yeah, we're talking about Alex Jones today. I uh, should uh, the liberals are <laughs> destroying the America. I'm trying to murder Connor. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're really gonna fuck up my my Power Ranger callback after this. <laughs> I didn't have a callback. I auditioned to be a Power Ranger the other day. And man, did I fucking bomb. You what? I bombed so bad. I auditioned to be... In the same day, I did a Power Ranger audition and a Boner Pill audition. And I was like, I really hope I get the Boner Pill audition. <laughs> that is going to be the funniest day of memes on Twitter. I've got to fucking die. <laughs> what? You were auditioning to be a Power Ranger? Yeah, yeah. I just got an email from like my agent. It was just like, you want to be a Power Ranger? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I want to I wanna say that I tried, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. I, I wish you would have gotten that. I know. That it was like, Did I you not know enough martial arts? The, I read the shit, and it was like, you have to move to New Zealand for nine months. And I was like, well, now I'm really going to fucking take this not seriously, because I'm not <laughs> going to goddamn New Zealand. I'm not Skyping in to talk about Alex Jones. <laughs> but yeah, it was fucking stupid. And it was just like, it was like this like very, it was written like little kid comedy, you know? And it's like, uh. someone might have poisoned these chocolates. We better test a few before we give them to the Rangers. And it's like... <laughs> Maybe we could test a couple more. And it was, I was just like, oh my God, fucking <laughs> good times. I wish you would have gotten that. I know. It's just like so funny. It's just like you pull up a, a YouTube a- clip of me just being like, yeah, blah, 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 Zog machine. And then <laughs> smash cut to, whoa, I ate a bunch of candy. <laughs> would have really brought the child audience into this show that we need. I know. Put yeah. us over the top. That's the drive consumption. So, I mean, that's the next step. So, yeah, we're talking about Alex Jones today. All month, we're talking about various conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Conspiracy the pu- theorists month. Yeah, pulling the, uh, pulling the fucking curtain back on the people peddling these yeah. theories. We're, we're doing Alex Jones first because, of course. And then next week, we're going to cover Lyndon LaRouche, who is a name I have known forever, and I had no idea who the fuck he was. Those fancy little gold-wrapped candies, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he does have a really fancy name, and he's just a fucking maniac. But he's like a conspiracy theorist on the left, which is always... Yeah. That's refreshing. It is, yeah, when you're like, oh, yeah, this is to learn about crack in black neighborhoods. <laughs> and I think we're going to do Art Bell and David Ick. Art Bell just passed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rest gotta, in peace. Gotta give a shout-out to one of the uh, one of the OGs. Kind the of Illuminati the... killed him of old age. <laughs> Kind of the Grandmaster Flash of conspiracy theories. He really know? is. Him and LaRouche, yeah. they go way the fuck back. May not have done it the best, but certainly, you know, certainly put the uh, put the, the rhymes over the beats, uh, you know, the early on. He was almost like the, the SoundCloud for conspiracy theorists, where it wasn't really him. He just let everyone come on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell their crazy ass stories. Man, did I, have I ever told you about the Art Bell moment that uh, that the guy in Fresno told me about? No. This is so fucking good. All right, so he's like, yeah, I'm listening to Coast to Coast, like, like late at night. That's the best thing about Coast to Coast when you listen to it. It's like you can never find the fucking clip that you heard that one night 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy calls in, and he's a truck driver, and he's like, hello, Art. I, uh, I believe I just saw a ghost, Art. 
And Art Bell's like, go on, what happened? He's like, well, I was, I was driving my truck, and a figure jumped out in front of my truck and, and went under the wheels, and I almost lost control. And he's like, well, are you sure it wasn't just a, just a person? Did you hit someone? With your truck? No, it was a ghost, Art. <laughs> and it was just very clear that this guy had just committed vehicular manslaughter <laughs> and was coping with it by telling himself that it was a ghost. And it was... <laughs> That's not how ghosts work. Just, not at all. That's not just drive right through that. They're all about knocking vases over, you know, and just making moving chains around in the basement. They don't jump out in front of your truck like, gotcha. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. So, but yeah, today we're starting off with Alex goddamn Jones. And I, I have some feelings about Alex Jones. Good? All good, right? Uh... No, he cer- certainly he certainly helps get catapult this to the fourth uh, uh, the best show on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the better shows in terms of I, I number want, of people who listen to it. I was trying. I was. I, I realized best it sounded mean to the other shows, but I mean just pop, <laughs> popular. You know, the mildly popular addition to the Unpops Network. <laughs> But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I I owe him a lot. You know, I am probably three four hundred Twitter followers probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. What's crazy to me about Alex Jones is just how he kind of came out of nowhere. He did, yeah. Like he just sort of shows up around the time Bill Hicks died, which is probably nothing. They're only on the same production company, and all that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, he just sort of shows up, and there's not a lot of information about his childhood. No, I mean the whole Bill Hicks thing is it's like it's kind of convincing. It's like it's it like, is, yeah. It's not real, but it's like it could, man. You know, yeah. There's enough there where it's like okay. I mean, they look so fucking similar, dude. Yeah, it's like just the nose that's different, and that's like yeah, he's getting and nose. the voice, like his voice. It's obviously yeah. gotten deeper over the years, but that's what voices do. Oh, it's like the Futurama movie where Fry inhales a bunch of smoke and gets gruff sounding. You know, right. Yeah, it's it's exactly like that because his like the you can't do what Alex Jones does for as long as he's been doing it without it impacting your voice. So they don't sound the same now. Yeah. But when they started out, they sounded pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. Right down to complaining about Hillary Clinton a bunch. <laughs> like yeah, Bill yeah. Hicks kind of at that point in his career when he went out, he and Alex Jones were kind of on the same a little bit New yeah, World I mean, just Order like talk, type shit. Talking about yeah. Waco and shit. I mean, there's that Bill, there's that Bill Hicks bit where he's talking about Rush Limbaugh and he's just like, do you need a new dad? Like, you know, <laughs> do you just need a dad? <laughs> I was listening to Rush, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, he was like, oh, I could just do that. Right. Yeah. That's I don't know, man. It's like if I, well, t- if I just took my ability to do, you know, uh, off color jokes and podcasts and just became like a like a Milo Yiannopoulos type character. I mean, I would probably just fucking I'm, make all the money. I'm still wondering when the CIA is going to approach us about that. I know. you yeah. be like, look, we have we just have a few we want you to disseminate. Yeah, yeah. And we'll give you a ton of cash. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, unmarked that's... 20s, non-consecutive notes? Sure. Fine by me. Do you guys know Lady Gaga is <laughs> black? I, didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> no clue. She had whitening surgery and <laughs> I don't know, spins wheel Czechoslovakia. <laughs> so what we do know about Alex Jones' early years, a lot of it comes from a fucking 2011 Rolling Stone article, which was... Kind of the first point in history when any mainstream publication was like, 
all right, let's talk to this guy. And by that point, he'd been doing this shit for about 15 years. And in this interview, he talks about how undercover police tried to sell he and his friends drugs and how he was once arrested for driving without a license. Mm. And according to him, the police being aggressive in this It was a license to kill. I had a severed head (laughs) in the front seat so I could use the carpool lane. (laughs) Yeah. They... Uh, Jones says his dad moved the family from Dallas to Austin because of how aggressive the police were. Like, how did you know the police in Austin wouldn't be yeah. aggressive also? They just, they're just all fucking had too many craft beers and they're yeah. just chiller. <laughs> and it, it sounds, that sounds like the laziest cover story for, oh yeah, here's what my background is. It's just, you got offered drugs and arrested once and now... You think the New World Order is closing in on you? Like, (laughs) give me a little bit more than that, please. Yeah. The article does note that several months after the move, the sheriff was arrested for organized crime. So maybe that was part of it. Maybe that instilled in Alex Jones a a healthy fear of the police, I would say. That's a hair of legitimacy. I just like the idea of like Alex Jones like walking up to like Killer Mike, like, we're on the same side, Michael. (laughs) Using his full name, Michael. Yeah, I love seeing... Uh, uh, now listen, Murder Dave. <laughs> <laughs> seeing Alex Jones interact with people is fascinating. Oh, yeah. there's. We'll play a video at one point where he, uh, on one of his early TV appearances, he infiltrates Bohemian Grove, which is a ballsy move. What's Bohemian Grove? It's this... It's in Northern California, and it's this campground retreat type of thing that... Where every year in July for two weeks, all of the world's most powerful people just come hang out there. Oh, they, they did like they did like a House of Cards thing about right. this one time. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big conspiracy. We could probably do an episode about it at some point. We should do episodes about like the. Oh, like we'll the, mention because well, they like here. the Bilderberg meetings and shit. Bilderberg like that. Group, the Council on Foreign Relations, mm-hmm. like all the all the greatest hits. Yeah, that's those are the those are the forefathers of conspiracy theories. Yeah, because those all started like in the forties, fifties, well, and they're just like, well, yeah, of course we like to wear our decorative bird plague doctor masks. <laughs> that's it's a lot. Who of, wouldn't? Like, what are I mean? Are you gonna just stare directly into the funeral pyre for democracy? You want to have a bird mask on? And so we do a little fucking afterwards. Yes. Yeah, so I'm swinging with the fucking. <laughs> Taylor Swift's dad. I don't know. Like so I, was, Bohemian? I was trying to think of powerful people, and I was like, Taylor Swift's dad. <laughs> it tells you how fucking out of I'm the. I'm sure he wields some influence. I mean, kind of, I mean, I think Drake's dad does more because he's got all the Instagram followers. He's a good Instagram follower. He's just a guy with a hilarious mustache who just posts like old guy shit. One of the things that influenced Alex Jones reportedly also to become a conspiracy theorist is the book None Dare Call It a Conspiracy, which I have never read. Have you ever read this book? Never even heard of it. It is written by a man named Gary Allen, who is dead now. He was a member of the John Birch Society, which would be another good episode. Yeah. And a speechwriter for Alabama Governor George Wallace. Yeah, I love him on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know about... You know who George Wallace is, like the segregationist governor. Did you know at the end of his run, I don't think a lot of people know this, but he got aggressively progressive 
at the end of his run. I maybe I don't think I did know that. And he at one point in 1979 he went to Birmingham and met with all of these like political figures to like kind of apologize and atone for his past. Mm. And he ran for governor of Alabama again in 82 his last term and won in large part because of the black vote. He had wild like rehabbed his image to such a degree that he uh, got a ton of votes from black people. And once he took office for that last time, he tripled the number of minority appointees and put black people in a bunch of different boards and commissions for the first time ever. That always gets left out of his story because the most of his story is him being a monster. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I reading like that book, uh, like Nixon Land and the Invisible Bridge uh, by Rick Perlstein, which are great books. Uh, just hearing about this guy just being like a you know a real scumbag. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of it's almost like he's more just more so just a political opportunist, right? You know? He's was, was was he was probably a like a like a Dixiecrat, right? And then, he, I think he was just a guy who embraced racism because it was what. Yeah, politicians yeah. of his ilk at the time, and then he was like, doing. "Oh, we're the, we're the we're the black guy party now." Hey, I just and I, then near the end, he was like, "Well, I don't want to go to hell over it," <laughs> so he fucking turns it around. Yeah, yeah, he's still in hell. So this book it features a lot of the same rhetoric that pops up in Alex Jones' work all the time now, and it also features passages like this. By sheer volume, the experts will try to ridicule you out of investigating for yourself as to whether or not the information in this book is true. They will ignore the fact that the author about to conjecture. They will find a typographical error or ague some point that is open to debate. That is how it's written. That's interesting that and they put the typographical <laughs> error in the, the sentence before. I can't tell if that's on purpose. It's got to be. If they're like, see, right away, you're picking on our typos. Reading that felt like watching the movie Videodrome. <laughs> Ever seen that shit at the end where it's just yeah. long embrace the new flesh and you're like, wait, didn't we just watch this? This is scary. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm fucked up right now, Cronenberg. That's very odd. Yeah. I could definitely see if you if you were having like a like an unstable mental moment reading that, you'd be like, well, yeah, of course there's F-16s loaded with baby <laughs> dicks flying over the Atlantic at all time. You know? I bet there are. Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> sometimes Hillary Clinton gets hungry. <laughs> just parachute him in. She does love a baby dick. Yep. <laughs> well, how do you think Hashtag she... Pizzagate. Yeah. <laughs> So that book is one of the things that influenced Alex Jones. Also, the New World Order, which we could do an entire month on at some point. The New World Order is for any conspiracy theorist in the 90s. It's kind of what kicks off the conspiracy theory movement, I would argue, in the United States. How are yeah. you doing over there? I was just trying to get my chair so I can <laughs> lean back. There it there is. There it is. Lean back. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you know I me. Mean? I like to podcast very chill. <laughs> you and Chat Wild both almost practically sleep while you record. It's great. Oh, I know. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I, I like to do like a like a therapy lounge. Yeah, New World Order. The New World Order. More than just a like a like a sticker on the back of like big trucks. <laughs> right, and not just a wrestling organization. Yeah, Isn't yeah. Is that what the NWO was? I think it is. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know it from the the Inland Empire, from where I hail. So that's probably that seems like some <laughs> shit they'd fucking like. And it's basically the backbone of the right-wing militia movement in this country. This theory is kind of what kicked it all off. And Alex Jones has always been a huge proponent of it. 
the theory started circulating around the time of the fall of communism, but it has its roots in a bunch of Cold War actions from decades earlier and some of the things we just mentioned, like the Bretton Woods Agreement of 44, which established the International Monetary Fund, the establishment of the UN. Yeah, that was one of my... I was a big fucking into that when I was in high school because I was... Um, the IMF or the UN? Uh, no, just the Bretton Woods Agreement. Oh, yeah. Where John Maynard Keynes kind of produced, uh, proposed like a universal global currency called the Bancor. And there's a leaked memo from like 2008, I think, where it was like... Yeah, we should do the bank or, you know, name it after John Maynard Keynes is kind of honor his legacy, whatever. And like about how that would affect because I was so there's like a couple months where I was just like reading like currency exchange, like, whoa, the yuan is still not floating up against the euro. <laughs> and everyone else was like, yeah, we're straight up just listening to Carrie Pay- Katy Perry and having like, you know, sex <laughs> right now. If you want to join in, you're like, no, 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 I've got to check what's going on. The Canadian dollar is hmm, they're stockpiling money in Cuba. It was just like. One of these weird stories. I remember being a reading all in the Bretton Woods. Yeah, it's uh, all of this stuff that happened around this time. It was all meant to. It's all like the post-war communism. shit where they just sort of like fucking set and like that's when like the, the that's like when the they reboot comic book series. You know, that's right. when like the that's when the Spider-Man of today is like started. <laughs> you know, and there was the Treaty of Brussels, which established NATO, the establishment of the Bilderberg Group in 1954. Formation of the Council on Foreign Relations, all that shit ties into the New World Order. And as we moved into the 80s and 90s, conservatives started worrying less about Russia and more about globalists as being the newest threat to their well-being. And let's try our best to understand what Alex Jones is saying right now. I still honestly don't really understand what the fuck a globalist is. Oh, well, this will make it so much I so much like nationalist is large. Sometimes it would be brigade level, thousands of troops outside of the palaces of the banker and outside of his regional uh, pawn shops. And that's what what we see today. (laughs) But they want to transcend completely the fractional reserve banking. So in the last 30 years, worldwide, they've, they've stopped doing that, which let them take over. And they've gone to just pure counterfeit derivatives and other systems. Now, out of the crisis that's created... They want global cashless society backed up with 100 trillion every few years of carbon taxes, Tobin taxes, money transfer taxes, wellhead taxes on all human activity paid to them to enshrine value in it. It, They're also debating whether it'll be partially gold backed. Uh, It's going to be a spectrum. This is what it's going to be because I've I've covered (laughs) demos and follow their writings. It's going to be a spectrum of commodities they can manipulate. Commodities, sweet crude, gold, (laughs) silver, palladium. um, What if he's predicting cryptocurrency right now? I mean, kind of. And a spectrum of carbon and a spectrum of uh, other. All Other right. Indexes, they can... I, I like to point so out... So that's globalism, Connor. Yeah, that's the video... I trust you have no further questions. <laughs> the video is titled Globalism 101, <laughs> as though that should be your introduction to any that concept. That was some high-level shit right there. Well, that's just like... I mean, that's just like like the, when a drunk guy is trying to explain to you like what's going to make his ice cream shop better than the other ones once he gets the... He's like, no, the cones are going to... We're going to do different shit with the... Co- and then, oh, but you even... you even, The bathrooms, there's a boy cow and a girl cow. You know, and he just fucking like... Gets the tangent, tangent, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like what what the original point is lost. <laughs> this is another place where the the New World Order conspiracy really takes off because George Bush gives this speech. The, the New from- World Order is brought to you by Windows Movie Maker Default <laughs> Intros. 
we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. The fucking music, man. Not the law of the nations. jungle. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real he's chance terrifying. at this new world order. Oh, he's the fucking worst. In which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. One million dollars. <laughs> right? What's crazy about that is he is describing pretty much exactly what people feared the New World Order would be. Oh, yeah. It's just a kind of a global government and police force that monitors everyone and everyone lives under that rule as opposed to individual fucking nations and things like right wingers and corporations they need one fucking millennial sellout like me to come just take a look at the optics and point out what is opaquely fucking evil because right. they don't have the tact or the kind of like fucking linguistic nuance to understand that new world order is gonna get memed to shit right <laughs> you know i wonder if what we know about george bush and the cia yeah like imagine if you're on the other side of that you're in one of these militia movements and you've been talking about the new world order forever or at least since the fall of communism and then all of a sudden, George Bush is on TV saying, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. The New World Order is coming, and it's exactly what you, you think it's going to be. Do you think George Bush wanted a New World Order, or was that a kind of let's bring the crazy people out of hiding sort of thing? I mean, that just kind of seems like a very, like, the, if you listen to it, you know, and you kind of delete the creepy music in your mind, it just kind of sounds like... He's trying to say we need to have a more peaceful world. Right. You know, like this is, you know, let's try, let's all try to, this is all that shit's behind us, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, I get why it, it kind of kicked things off for people. Yeah. Because for sure. if you yeah, were yeah. looking for that word and you heard it. And also, we talked about this. Uh, I did an episode with John Fahey while you were on tour about Ruby Ridge. Mm -hmm. And Ruby Ridge, we talked about on that episode, you know, these New World Order types were like, they're going to militarize the police. Pretty soon the police are going to have fucking tanks and oh, assault yeah, yeah. rifles. And back then people were like, shut up. And here we are. Oh, like, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking. You're, the, here's, the, here's the deal, guys. You're fucking doomed. All right. You, oh, absolutely. You're doomed. You, uh, you think you're going to get an AR-15 at a gun show and use it to fight back against the, the police and the mil. That's hilarious. Right, right. All right. You might make it an extra three months eating dog food out of a shopping cart with your fucking <laughs> crying children who are mad because they can't get any Wi-Fi to download the Angry Birds update. <laughs> You're gonna die. You, you you have no control, all right? You, you, you fucking, you just listen to you, your pals Adam and Connor make fist fuck jokes and enjoy yourself <laughs> until the fucking black helicopters come, all right? Stop. You're not, you're not fighting anybody. You're, you're done. Ten days of darkness is coming. That's a that's a deep conspiracy theory. We oh need yeah, to get into that's a current one. Ten days of darkness. It's a they call it the calm before the storm, or now it's just called the storm. Uh -huh. And it's a conspiracy theory that claims Trump and Mueller are actually working together. Oh, of course. And that Trump pretended to be tied to Russia, so a third party would investigate. At which point they will actually uncover a child sex cabal 
between Hillary Clinton and Obama that is actually tied to Russia. And it's it is a rabbit fucking hole. Man, I I it's wish all from 4chan, of I, course. I wish that was real so bad. <laughs> that would be I know. so funny. That would be amazing. Uh I did fuck those kids. Uh, <laughs> and my Obama's not there. My every when every time I do a, a president, it just turns into Bill Clinton. It, just, <laughs> hey, it was the nineties, man. I thought it was cool. And also in nineteen ninety, the National Defense Authorization Act. It did the exact thing New World Order types were worried about. That's what. That's the bill that cleared the way for local governments to get basically military surplus shit. Yeah. And well, so, that's what like you had big riots, you know? Right. Yeah, melee riots. And then this is around the time Ruby Ridge, Waco, and Oklahoma City all kind of happen in rapid fire succession. <laughs> rapid fire. That was a bad choice. Ooh. Ooh. Semi-automatic. <laughs> <laughs> and this is around the time Alex Jones starts popping up on local access television in Austin because Bill Hicks is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this video so much. This is one of his early 1990s videos. We'll put it up on the website unpops.com it's him taking calls this came on cable access while carving a pumpkin oh, for Halloween. that fucking rule I come on public access and hang out i'm on 24 hours a day they say <laughs> yeah pretty pretty close well i can assure you i don't make any money off public access no i can yeah. guarantee you that then where are you getting well, you your money from huh? hey appreciate that call where are the pumpkins coming hello in? caller you on the air <laughs> yes house how you doing pretty good it just cut to that curious, head in the uh, basket yeah. Yeah. if it's true that uh the police can uh, have uh, laser, laser uh, or infrared uh, beams, if you if you want to call it, and they can project those <laughs> into your house to basically. Yeah, the Austin Police Department. Uh, last time I heard, has twenty <laughs> units with infrared. If you have enough of a heat source in your house, it'll it'll pick up the heat source and show a signature. It's called flare. He's it's, actually it's, right it's, about it's that. It's infrared yeah, yeah. heat signature, and. And uh, we didn't play all of the uh, of the cut from the Lear's uh, from the uh, Lear right, news hour, but it's. Yeah, I mean, but that heat signature thing—it just catches like grow operations and shit. Yeah, no yeah, cares. yeah. We don't pay for electricity at our our fucking crash pad, and we're we're all like, we got a basement. Why aren't we growing pot? They're fucking <laughs> yeah. Although I guess at this point that's can't, can't be that lucrative anymore. I remember in fucking ninth grade, this chick was like, "I hope they don't fucking legalize weed." Some of my best friends are drug dealers. They're gonna have to get jobs. <laughs> oh, I I said that for I wrote a cracked article about how I I think weed should be just as legal as it is. As it was at the time, like yeah. just medically is fine. Like recreational makes it a whole other thing, and it's trash. It's gonna get yeah. all corporate, and you know sometimes I want to be, be able like to- Ozfest. <laughs> yeah. But I do think in some way it has made selling drugs on your own a little easier because of the tax. Mm, like yeah. as soon as weed became recreational, I was like, I got a guy. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's so much more expensive now. Yeah. So maybe we were all wrong. Uh, so yeah, around this time Bill Hicks dies, but who cares? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. With. And in 1999, Alex Jones founds Infowars. It's really the coolest fucking name for a media it's company. Such, such a great name. It's Prison from, Planet's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. He, Conservatism he, is the new counterculture. <laughs> Populism is the new punk. Smoking is cool. <laughs> we'll do a pretty good Prison Planet. What's <laughs> pretty good? So another book that influenced Alex Jones in his early life, Behold a Pale Horse. This is a book I have read a couple times. And it's the book that, uh, this book and all of the 90s rappers who told me I should read it 
in their songs <laughs> are what drove me to read this book. I actually wrote I wrote an a letter to Source magazine about this book at one point. Oh my god. In my teenage rules. years and they published it. No fucking way. <laughs> it's pretty great. Nice, dude. Unsigned hype. <laughs> And That'd be great if podcasting used to circulate like like Biggie's demo tape, where it's just like, <laughs> man, have you heard the new episode? Of- It'll probably be back to that at some point once. Oh yeah, once, once a good EMP wipes out the internet or something. I've ruined so many dates by discussing what an EMP is, Adam. <laughs> this is like shit because like every here's here's every date I go on. At some point, the girl's like, yeah, I just wish we didn't have to be on social media. And I'm like, well, when the EMP hits and they detonate a nuclear device in the upper atmosphere, you won't have to worry about it. It's going to fry everything, you know? And and then they're just like, huh? And I'm like, well, I mean, you could try to put your cell phone in a lead box and wait for a... Cu-. And it's just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it is scary, though. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I think about it all the time. Every time, every time I fucking car doesn't go through or my phone doesn't work for a second there's a little part of me that's like it just got emp'd just happened yeah yeah i saw a tweet once that said the first 15 minutes of the apocalypse will just be us wondering why wi-fi is not working oh yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and i can see that yeah the emp it's a scary thing because it wouldn't it's a situation where you'd almost rather die because things are going to be rough oh yeah if we go, if there's no electricity, it's gonna be fucking mad. Oh, we don't, shit. we don't fucking know how to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have two bottles of water on top of our refrigerator for a disaster or yeah. emergency. It's like we will die within three days if we only have two bottles of water. Oh, for sure. I mean, and I think uh, we, you know, what fucking neighborhood I live in. I'm not gonna be able to outloot anybody at the local Vons. You do not have the guns for it. I know, yeah. That's, that's the only time I've ever even considered getting a gun. I was listening to, uh, uh, I listen to this military news show on a talk radio sometimes, and, and this guy was talking about earthquakes. He had a little earthquake, and he was like, yeah, I'd recommend a shotgun. And I was, I was like, man, if there was an earthquake, it would be a good time to have a shotgun. And I was just like, oh, geez, fucking listen to myself. Yeah, we had a 4.5 the other night. We did. It was in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. I saw some fucking... Well, yeah, here's... I get all my fucking information through fucking people like, whoa, I just took a big shit. Sorry. And I'm like, all right, that must mean there was an earthquake. Anyway, Behold a Pale Horse. Behold a Pale Horse. This is a book. It was really popular with rappers in the 90s. One rapper in particular named Ras Cass. You ever heard of him? Vaguely. He's pretty great. He, okay. uh, he lives in Carson, California. I figure if we can corner him at his day job we can probably get him on the podcast <laughs> like a K, isn't it kms1 krs1 krs1 yeah what yeah kind of like that just like one of those guys like that where it's just like oh, everyone yeah. says they're good but i never actually fucking heard any of his music oh he's great i saw him uh here in la a couple months ago oh nice krs1 not razcast like i said razcast probably has a job and <laughs> this book is what kind of got me into conspiracy theories in general it's one of the most famous conspiracy books ever written it's written by a guy named william cooper And one of the first things when you open the book, I think it might be where you would expect a dedication page to be. Yeah. It says, if I die, the Freemasons killed me. So good. And he died in 2001. Weird side note about this guy. We did an episode of Pretty Scary where we interviewed a psychic named Chris Medina. Uh And at one point during the episode, kind of out of nowhere, he goes, Adam, are you familiar with a guy named Bill Cooper? And I was like, William Cooper, the guy that wrote The Conspiracy? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes into this story about how 
Bill Cooper came to him and told him all these things about how he died and shit about aliens. And then he tells this weird story about how there at one point he woke up and there was an alien standing in his doorway. <laughs> oh my god. And it had these like crazy skinny legs. And at one point one of his psychic voices or whatever he describes them as uh goes look away. The alien needs you to look away so he can leave. Oh my god. <laughs> and he didn't look away and he said at one point the alien like made it look like his leg looked like the alien's leg. Whoa. And then he looked away and it was gone. And That's fucking so that came upsetting. up that came up on an episode of Pretty Scary. It's another thing I got into a fight with a with girlfriend about is she was like, Yeah, I went to a psychic and it's like I I you know, I thought it was a lot of fun and I she's like, You you ever go to a psychic? And I was like, No, I think they're opportunistic shysters that take money from old women like my grandmother who are on a fixed income and trick them into assigning significance to their life and I think it's just a really shitty evil yeah. thing to do and she was like I had a good time and I was like I meant oh I meant it was fun I think they're cool <laughs> such an asshole damn it Connor I know uh, so yeah William Cooper was killed in a shootout with police in 2001 oh, what a <laughs> exactly and there's a pretty famous video of Alex Jones interviewing William Cooper in 1998, but it's 45 minutes long, so we can't really... It's called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was an influence, is what I'm saying, but they also have a pretty significant fallout. More on that later. What, what was Behold a Pale Horse about? It's about the New World Order, basically. Okay. It's gotcha. basically... Pat, there are... And William th- Cooper is a white guy? Yeah. Okay. There are three or four books that were pretty huge in the 90s that pertain to the New World Order. One is written by Pat Robertson. It rings a bell. Uh, the super religious 700 Club guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote a book that's called The New World Order, which is one of the first books about it. Oh, it's like those fucking tablets in Kansas or whatever that's like have 100,000 people and shit like that. Oh, the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, there you go. Those are yeah. creepy as shit. Yeah, you know, the Kansas tablets, the Georgia <laughs> Guidestones. The Georgia satellites? Oh, yeah. Not, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you look at those and you're like, not a bad point. I mean. Yeah, and it's like they're there. It's, I think, the stone tablet at the Denver airport is fucking creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, by the fucking New World Airport Commission or some yeah, shit. New World. That's like you're trolling fucking yeah, they conspiracy are. people, you know? Oh, Denver, we're coming. Mean Boy Show in uh, June 1st, I think. Go, go on the Twitter. Nice. Yeah, let we'll, me know. We'll do a meetup at the airport lobby, and we'll just go to the Cinnabon at the Denver <laughs> airport. That'd be all funny. that shit is in the lobby, like yeah, all the, yeah. the capstone and the... Those creepy murals. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, t- I cruised around last time I had a layover there and did, did, a, did a little Unpops walking tour. Yeah, that's great. Anyway. Uh, so let's get into some of Alex Jones' favorite conspiracy theories. For one thing, he's a 9-11 truther. He was an executive producer on Loose Change. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. He allegedly... Didn't Loose Change like, start off as a joke and then they're kind of like, all right, but actually this is kind of crazy. Yeah, the guy was trying to write like a fiction... A, a piece of fiction when he started making that documentary and he yeah. claims as he started researching it he started to believe it's true he actually really regrets it now oh, really? i read an interview with him while i was researching this sort of like uh, neil strauss who wrote the game yeah, yeah 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 he's he's just like you know 
It's what I thought at the time. I am become douche, destroyer of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a multi-layered joke. It's there's too much. It's so smart and so fucking stupid at the same yeah. time. I bet you're not getting that on the last podcast on the left. <laughs> or maybe you are. I've never listened to it. Oh yeah, for that's the name. That's the Coke. That's with the RC Cola to the last podcast <laughs> on the left, right? So, he allegedly this is another video. He allegedly made claims in July 2001. Again, I was on television. That the government that was going to pull a false flag attack. attack yeah. Saying, call Washington. Tell him to call off the attack. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm this so also glad, looks uh, like something that he could have just made today. after the fact. I feel like he just recorded himself saying a lot of crazy Wednesday, shit so he'd be right about something. Yeah. Broadcast. Tyranny is enveloping the globe. The United States is a shining jewel the globalists want to bring down, and they will use terrorism as the pretext to get it done. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. Very Can't important. Can't wait. We're going to listen to all of this. Oh, I'm going to yeah. put the, the call out show. that you call the White House and tell them, look, we've seen the news stories that you've wanted to blow things up, that you have blown things up, and that the you're White saying House? that four million of us are going to die and we need martial law and the Associated Press. Remember when, give me the White House. One of your little drills. Remember when all that happened? When there was martial law and four and million of us died? Yeah, yeah. Terrorist are if you pull this. Crazy. This can stop this Hitlerian Reichstag event. Hitlerian. Hit, this, that Hitler, is, you're Hitlerious. That's Hitlerious, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was him uh, claiming to have predicted... 9-11. It just has such a better ring than Stalinistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Hitlerian sounds smooth. I've never even it's, heard it's that. It's Mao-esque. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Being a 9-11 truther is where Alex Jones loses me, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that at the end. Yeah. I have very strong feelings about Alex Jones I mean, not being what he says he is. The only, the only reason that I'm not a 9-11 truther is because I'm just like, I'm just too tired to commit to fucking being there. Yeah, yeah, and it's... I'm just like, I don't know, man. I got to like go to bed at night and sh- I can't fucking be... I can't be that guy 24-7. Yeah, I think, I think 9-11 and the truther movement is kind of along the same lines as Wormwood, where the government is fine letting us debate and argue oh it was an inside job or uh whatever because that's the crazy story that is false and we're never going to prove it but i think the actual story is what they're trying to hide yeah which is that we'll talk about it at the end god damn it (laughs) yeah let's talk about bohemian grove this is one of his earliest tv appearances uh he infiltrated bohemian grove uh bohemian grove is a campground located at 20601 Bohemian Avenue in Monte Rio, California. Connor, let's see if they're on TripAdvisor. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Nah. Duke's Bohemian Grove Bar. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. You would think. That's like, you remember when Dick Cheney's house was blocked off of Google Maps? There's just like a black hole where it was, where it was supposed <laughs> to be. They did that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. I, mean, I, I imagine it's a similar kind of thing, or else, you know, you could... Go yeah. zoom in and you just see, you know, George Soros <laughs> in, a, in the Plague Doctor mask, you know, d- 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 diddling a ninth grader. So, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, each July, Bohemian Grove hosts this two-week encampment where all of the most powerful people in the world come together. And it was thought during the New World Order times that this was the launch point for the crackdown at Waco 
and for planning the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay, it's like it's like Coachella for capitalism. Right. Yeah. It's it's where all the bad people come to decide what false flags and things they're going to pull off. Yeah, yeah. Over the next few years, Pizzagate, another favorite of Alex Jones. You want us to cover Pizzagate? We have covered it. We are covering it. And all I know is God help us. We're in the hands of pure evil. I love how the fake news is saying we're fake news. I love this video because he just keeps Gate. going back and forth and between, I can't keep talking fake. about Pizzagate. No, we or, why are you saying we're not Leaked talking about Pizzagate? Pizzagate? We talk about it every day. Yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> Instead of them using this against our government, they recruited pedophiles in the government. You know, have my reporters covering Pizzagate. And I've mentioned it some. Pizzagate, as it's called. <laughs> is a rabbit hole that is horrifying to go down. Now, if you're a radio listener, this is a powerful video, but I've, I've had it reposted. <laughs> powerful. This is on powerful, yeah. Pizzagate is real. Like, Only question like is, hallelujah. what exactly is it? Let's go ahead and go to the report. Pizzagate is real. The question is, how real is it? What is it? Something's going on. Something's being covered up. Pizzagate is real. <laughs> Only question is, exactly what is it? Kids being, I can't even say it on air, folks. The, the video, we're going to tweet it out with Breitbart's statement. Oh, good. Now on Infowars.com, dealing with Pizzagate. You know, people want me to look into it. I may just have to take off a week and just only research this and actually go to where these places are and stuff. In fact, I'm looking at... Eat a lot of pizza. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I, you would hate like, that, wouldn't you, Alex? I can't just say something and not see it for myself. that stink? They go to these pizza places. There's like satanic art everywhere. <laughs> there's there's art of, of these people where they're shoving children into women's vaginas that's why i can't cover pizza that, that was his air horn not mine okay yeah yeah Reddit CEO, <laughs> fans conspiracy theory flames by banning discussion of it yeah shouldn't do that okay there's another know, 40 seconds of alex jones stuff. constantly referencing pizza gate so that's another he's got so many fucking papers on his desk at all times always it's like so distracting i'm like alex wait and he never really seems to read and there's no way he needs them because i have i have a ton of papers too and they're on the floor behind me because when i print out notes i i don't need them after that so i just toss them behind me yeah 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 and once you're through with that episode like he doesn't look at those notes enough to need them there yeah at all so charlottesville that's another conspiracy he loves uh he says the white supremacist that drove into the crowd was an obama supporter who was obviously drugged out and he claims that people instigating violence at the event are members of the state department and cia on the payroll of george soros possibly serving the deep state in order to undermine trump and his video also claims that jason kessler the organized organizer of the unite the right rally was a former obama supporter and at the end of his video on Charlottesville, he focuses on Brennan Gilmore, a protester interviewed by media following the violence, suggesting that his history as an employee of the State Department meant he was involved at the event as a deep state actor. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking the crisis actors. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to like pose as a crisis actor and get on Infowars. This has been my plan for a long time. Where I just, it's just, you know, like I get someone, I get fucking Vanessa Gritton to hand me a, a, a paper bag full of $20 bills, you know, and then I, I just pick up a sign that says like down with Trump or something, <laughs> you know, and then just have, just get some grainy cell phone footage. And then after he covers it, I'll release the full version, you know, where it's after that. And then I just take, I start doing the Gundam style dance, you know, or something, whatever the fuck it is. That would be pretty great. Or you could just, whenever a tragedy happens, make sure you get there in time. Yeah. To be interviewed. 
Well, I'd have to start listening to the show to know when they're popping yeah. up because yeah. he's got the inside <laughs> lines. Uh, this is a quote from Alex Jones. I've been to these events. A lot of the KKK. Uh, oh, if I may, I've been to these events. <laughs> a lot of the KKK guys with their hats off look like from the cast of Seinfeld. Literally, they're just Jewish actors. Nothing against Jews in general, but they are leftist Jews that want to create this clash. And they, they go dress up as Nazis. I have footage in Austin. We're going to find it somewhere here at the office where it literally looks like the cast of Seinfeld or, or like Howard Stern in a Nazi outfit. <laughs> My favorite part of that is how this... Footage that is crucial to the point he's making is just lost somewhere around the office. Yeah, it's oh, it's oh, we passed it around. It's got a coffee <laughs> mug on top of it. <laughs> I fucking love that. Just Jews in it. The, the cast of Seinfeld detail is so funny. Yeah, that's amazing. And uh, Gilmore actually filed a lawsuit after Jones' followers started harassing him, and Jones responded by posting a video called "Exclusive." Leftists sue Alex Jones for questioning Charlottesville MSM PR campaign. Ooh. And in the video, he refers to globalists as a pot-bellied pedophile raping a three-year-old and as gremlins on PCP who are jacked into evil. <laughs> that sounds fair. Jacked into evil. <laughs> and then there's Sandy Hook, too, but we've talked about... We did two fucking episodes like You have an evil lightning port. <laughs> you just... Pfft. There's also the supplements. I didn't realize how much of his income comes from these fucking supplements. Oh, it's all of it. Yeah, John like Oliver did a good thing about it. But primarily yeah. his main Shade source. Shade-grown Arabica beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all fuck. It's so good. I mean, you gotta li- if you you have actually have you actually listened to the show. I've never listened to an entire episode. Me and Keith Carey, whenever we go Info on the road, we, we end up playing it in the car. And it's like, every episode is like <laughs> the greatest. Because you watch these compilations and you realize, like, as you listen to it, you're like, you could do one of these every day. Every single show is <laughs> a best How long of. is his show? It's like an hour, maybe 45 oh, minutes. It? It's a lot of ads. It's a lot of fluff. It's not really that much, Alex. It's not that. It's not that. See, great. I figured it was like a Howard Stern thing where he's just on for like four hours a morning. I mean, I the, I tuned in. We're going up to NorCal or something, and he's just like, you know, every once in a while I like to do this with my shirt off just to trigger the globalists. <laughs> and he just talked about being shirtless for ten minutes, and then he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get to the we're getting to the bottom of Roger Stone. And uh, uh, Henry Kissinger right after this. But in the meantime, you got to protect your teeth, all right? (laughs) You're protecting your assets with our offshore investing strategies. But have InfoWars toothpaste as the the premium fluorides to keep your kids loving pussy. Like, it was just, it's so fucking good. And it's just the, uh, the way he segues from... Yeah, you're the the world is doomed, but uh, now socks are something that you you spend ninety percent of your life in socks. Did you know that? You know, yeah. I, a friend of mine who writes for the Washington Post, his name's Dave Weagle. He just posted. Oh yeah, I see him on Twitter. He posted a thing on Instagram where Breitbart, like lately, Breitbart has been talking all about how great the economy is going under Trump, uh-huh. but also their ads are all. The economy's going to crash soon. You better invest in silver. Yeah, Because yeah. it's like they still have to take ads from these fringe people. Oh, for sure, yeah. But have to push the message that everything's fine. Here's something. Every time I hear Breitbart, you know the school schoolboy Q song, that part? Yeah. We don't conversate with the fakes. Breitbart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear that shit every time I look at Breitbart. I don't know why. Uh, according to Newsweek, two of We the- just want the paper. Breitbart. <laughs> According to Newsweek, two of the products that he sells, Caveman Paleo Formula and Miko ZX, 
Both contain significant amounts of lead. Yeah, he's selling Mexican candy. <laughs> so the the last thing I want to talk about is the theory that Alex Jones is actually Bill Hicks. Now, Joe Rogan had Alex Jones on. Oh, it's it's a good shit if you listen to it. Man. And for one thing, they smoke a blunt. Of course, yeah. Which is fantastic. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about this video. Alex Jones never says no, I'm not Bill Hicks. No, he doesn't. What he does say is, I'm Bill Hicks. But when Joe Rogan asks him, he just kind of doesn't answer. Well, the best part about watching people going, this happened with Kurt Metzger recently, is he goes on, he just, he gives you two like nitroglycerin cold brew coffees. Of uh, the fucking the air is thick with pot smoke, you know, and you take a bunch of alpha brain, you know, so you're just you're just jacked to shit, and you just like pe- like you know, a lot of times people aren't doing that shit every day, so they just go on and they just start going, and it is a, a treat. Like what Kurt Metzger on fucking on uh, with uh, Owen Benjamin right after he got in all that trouble oh, is yeah. fucking fantastic because he is just like pew, like his like you can see it in his fucking eyes, like this man is jacked. I had the same thing. I went on Real Ass Podcast out in New York. They have this Death Wish coffee. It's the strongest coffee, like known to man. Yeah. I had a Monster, a Dunkin' coffee, and two cups of Death Wish, and I was just like pedophile jokes at like <laughs> lightning speed. I was just like up there. We should start doing that. We should have guests on and just like it and just be like, like drug a him. Yeah, MK yeah. Ultra thing. Let's exactly. drug them and yeah, see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, just bring fucking you know. I'd be so fucking into that. Let's listen to hey, Joe. Gareth Reynolds. Have you ever tried Adderall? Right now. Look at that camera and tell everybody you're not Bill Hicks. <laughs> tell them. So stupid. Tell them you're not. I, I'm not either. Tell them. Well, number These one. These fucking people. Tell them. Goddamn conspiracy. Well, here's Bill what Hicks happens. Here's what happens. Die. Here's what happens. They think it's a flat Earth too. I take real stuff. And notice Joe's done his research, not kissing his ass. So he knows all these little points I'm making better than I even did. Yeah, I'm like remembering stuff when he brings it up because I try to suppress half this crap. I can't handle it anymore, man. I'm 43, and I'm sitting here looking at all this, and then and these people come up to me on the street and they go, "Hey Joe, hey Joe," something like five times, and then I. I try, like, oh, I knew you were, you know, you were, were uh, I mean, not Alex Joe. Alex Jones. Uh, Alex. Whatever. Whatever your I? fucking name is. Who Alex Jones. <laughs> so they yell at. No, no, they, don't say, Joe, they say Bill. Bill they say Bill. Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Oh, they say I'll Bill. Be, here's the I'll be on the street, or I'll be at a restaurant, and they come over and they go, they say, hey, Bill, hey, Bill, hey, Bill. I made it really Joe Rogan. That's the conspiracy. And, and, I'm, and I turn around, they go, oh, I know it's you. All because I did a few pieces in one little video with a guy that lived in Austin that you knew. It's how I met you. With but you don't Kevin look Boone. like Bill Hicks. Yes, That's you what's do. Ridiculous yeah. about it. Like, what did you get? Like massive plastic surgery, changed the way Maybe. your voice sounds. Yeah. Like your voice is so different than but his. That's it what I'm saying been. is that no one ever wants to look real conspiracies because they're complex and hard to understand. They want to just go with. The Earth is flat. His hair looks uh, insane you know, right now. Aliens living underneath the Capitol. Dinosaurs aren't yeah, real. Yeah, it does. Uh, or, well, no, I mean, l- l- listen, the point is, <laughs> I'm not going to bash Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. It's good to have a free open mind. Uh, but he doesn't promulgate stuff. He's only researching what's been said. So I want to just get this out of the way. I am Bill Hicks. I'm actually... You are. How old will Bill Hicks be? Like 60? Um, I think he died Probably be about your age. in 1994. So uh, do the math. So... Yeah. He never says he's not. Yeah. He very clearly kind of dodges the question. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. says, I am jokingly. It's kind of like with that Louis C.K. thing where Donald Rumsfeld won't say that he isn't a lizard. Have you seen that shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog, yeah. That shit is good. Yeah. It's... Stuff well, like Hicks, that is weird. I mean, like, you sm- <laughs> you smoke for long enough. Like, Bill Hicks says that great joke. He's like, how much do you smoke a day? He goes, pack. He's like, oh, a pack? A pack? I go through two lighters a day, buddy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, and I don't know. I've read so much crazy shit researching this podcast. Remember we looked into, when we were talking about MK Ultra. one of the things they were looking into was whether they could make a person seem like they had a progressive disease yeah. that they didn't actually have, mm-hmm. so then they could go in and be like, hey, we can fix that, yeah. but you got to do this. What if that fucking happens? Yeah, what if they're like, hey, you got pancreatic cancer, and you, know, you yeah. want to play, you like uh, you like being alive? <laughs> the only thing that's weird about it is like, you know, Bill, Bill Hicks's family is still around, and I mean, I don't know if there's fucking hush money, if the, the, yeah. who knows? The thing is, even if he's not Bill Hicks, which he's probably not, I don't trust Alex Jones to be what he actually says he is. I think Alex Jones... Here's what I think happened with Alex Jones. I think when the right-wing militia stuff really started kicking off in the 90s and it coincided with the internet coming to be a thing, Mm -hmm. I think the government had two choices. They could go repressive and just kind of crack down on the internet and what we can do and say on it. Yeah. Or they could get ahead of the story a little bit and put their own people out there. Like Alex Jones is a fucking pioneer when it comes to the internet. Oh, yeah, for he real. He was one of the first. You watch that old video of him in front of the campfire, like, welcome to the info war, you know? And yeah. it's like, oh, shit, okay. And I could see the government, instead of going, well, we're going to need a crackdown on the internet of some sort, going, no, why don't we just put, you know, our own misinformation out there. Well, that's that's the whole ch- confuse people. That's the point of propaganda. It's the the saying I believe is to exhaust critical thinking and annihilate the truth. Right. You know, so you bombard you you prop up a charismatic figure like this, you know? It's just like it's just like if you have a record label and you're like, I think this Cardi B chick has something. I'm going to put a million dollars behind her. I'm going to get her in the freshest right. clothes. I'm going to get her working with the best producers, and I think we're going to have a star. It's like, all right, this Alex Jones guy. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna call my buddies over at the Washington Post. We're gonna write some think pieces about him. We're gonna get him rock and rolling. And in 20 years, he's gonna have everybody fucking chasing their tails, not knowing what to believe. Right. And I think that is exactly what's happening with him. I think that's his purpose. And the thing that what really, anytime a 9-11 truther doesn't mention Saudi Arabia, I'm like, you're fucking up to something. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good fucking test, man. Because I think, I think 9-11, this hey, is Alex, what I look was... at your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that shit? The gay test? Oh, no. Yeah, apparently, well, it's, uh, yeah, because guys look at their fingernails like this, you know, and women will look at them like this because they want the full picture. Oh, you know, so it's that's that was an old thing in uh, in elementary school <laughs> that I got fooled by many a time. You know, Connor failed the gay test. Oh, dude, I got a I got an Instagram DM. I did a I did a video for Drew Lynch, and uh, I get this Instagram from this DM from this chick. He's like, I saw you, in Drew Lynch. You're cute. Are you? How old are you? And are you gay? It's <laughs> <laughs> like thanks. But the the thing about nine eleven. I feel like like when we did the the Wormwood episode, or if you just watched the Wormwood documentary, the conclusion that they kind of arrive at is that the government was probably more comfortable defending or dealing with the fallout from a, hey, you experimented with LSD and killed a guy. Like, that's a story the government can maneuver around and, like, give the family money and apologize. Yeah. But what they kind of point at at the end is that no maybe this guy was going to expose 
that we use chemical weapons in Korea. Yeah. And that's an entirely different thing. Yeah. There's a big difference between, oh, we need to fire Sidney Gottlieb for murdering this guy or... Should we try all of the American leaders for war crimes? <laughs> like that's yeah, what yeah. that was. If if we used chemical weapons, do we have to tear Korea? down a bunch of statues of <laughs> Douglas MacArthur? <laughs> like that. That's a way bigger thing to have to cover up. Yeah. So it seemed like the the conclusion of that Wormwood documentary is kind of that they were more comfortable tackling this story and letting people believe that's all it was, as opposed to what it really was. And I feel the same way about 9-11. I feel like my conspiracy with 9-11, I don't think it was an inside job. I think it's really obvious that Saudi Arabia had a whole lot to do with it. Yeah, Most of the hijackers were Saudis. There was that conspiracy theory myth for a long time that, oh, when the 9-11 report is finally released, there's a bunch of stuff in there about Saudi intelligence working with the hijackers. And when it was released, that stuff was in there. So... But we're also not going to invade Saudi Arabia, especially not at that point in history with them being our literally our only ally in the Middle East. Well, yeah, there's just so much money tied up in there. And there's no proof that their government did it. It could have just been. I think it was like a radical element inside Saudi Arabia. And after we found that out, we were like, we can't just go in front of the American public and be like, yeah, Saudi Arabia did this, but it was their government and we're not going to invade their government. So sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So we invade Iraq. Yeah. And then people like Alex Jones materialized to say, no, it was George Bush did it or fucking Dick Cheney did it and all these crazy jet fuel can't melt steel beams. And now that's like the conspiracy theory narrative. Yeah, but no one talks about it's, Saudi Arabia. It's like if like if like Russia did some like some shit in the Cold War or something. It's like ah, we can't go after Russia. They got nuclear weapons. It's a whole thing that would be destabilizing the entire globe. Let's just get like can we can we just like fucking slap a sticker on a Ukrainian guy and call it close <laughs> enough? You know, yeah. can we get a, like can we get a, like a dude from like Kazakhstan with light skin to make him the bad guy? We just need a Russian type. Yeah, you know, it's like a casting director's <laughs> like we can't get you Zac Efron, all right? But the kid in Baby Driver is free, you know. And you're like, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, Ansel Elgort, okay, sure. And I can't think of the name of the documentary. I need I'll bring it up on a future show, or we'll post it in the Infowars store. But there was a <laughs> documentary on Netflix, and it's about. A guy, he actually, I believe, comes up in, he might come up in Wormwood. He comes up in some documentary that I've also covered. But this documentary is all about him. And he worked for the government. And his job was, say me and you looked out the window and saw what we thought was a UFO. Yeah. And we take a picture and we put it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And what we actually saw was something the government was testing that they didn't want people to know about. Yeah. This guy's job was to then come to us and go, hey, I have some other insider information that I can get you. You can't like reveal my identity, but I'll give you this information. Oh, yeah, yeah. You would go, you would tell you me he would go to the fucking UFO convention yeah. to fuck with people. Yeah. And he would give them false information to discredit them. So then the thing that they originally posted that was actually kind of a big find, mm. people would just be like, Yeah, well, whatever. This motherfucker's faking all of this. Yeah, yeah. Like that was his job yeah and i think that's alex jones job i think that's what alex jones fucking does in this world i think he spreads disinformation on behalf of the government not against the government yeah totally and what's interesting is 
We mentioned William Cooper. Because any any kind of skepticism gets now lumped in with him. Right. You know, he's skeptical, certainly, but I mean, he's the fringest elements. It's like it's like if you do like metal and then someone just put a billion dollars behind Limp Biscuit or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh my God, I got people thinking <laughs> I'm Limp Biscuit. I'm just listen to these arpeggios. I'm a fucking virtuoso. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the we mentioned William Cooper. This will end on the but also don't forget Alex Jones went to court over custody for his kids and his lawyer, like their main argument was he's just a character. Oh yeah. It's just entertainment. That's yeah, not yeah. real. He's not really that guy. Yeah. And then of course he put a video up a few hours later and was like, no, that's really me. But that's exactly what that character would do. Of course. Yeah. He would put that video up and say, no, it's real. He's Jiminy Glick for democracy. <laughs> so we'll end on this. This is we mentioned William Cooper earlier, and they William Cooper and Alex Jones were friends initially and then this is a video william cooper or uh, this is from a william cooper radio show right before he died that's right folks i'm your man the only thing you ever get from the out of the time is the truth now i want you to understand that this little series that we're doing uh is not and i should pause just to mention even though the people at home can't see it how disturbing this video looks because it's not actually Bill Cooper talking. It's a loop of Bill Cooper's mouth moving to make yeah. it seem like he's... It's got kind of a weird Scanner Darkly yeah. look to it. Yeah. You know who was in Scanner Darkly? Who? Alex Jones. No shit. Oh, yeah. that's right. I've never actually seen it. I, I just, haven't either. Yeah. I just I researched it and then didn't think it was important enough to put in the notes. Uh, so this is Bill Cooper talking about Alex Jones. Nothing personal against Alex Jones or anybody else. But I happen to know for a fact, absolute fact, and listen to me very carefully, that people who practice this kind of broadcasting and claim to be an American patriot do nothing but discredit all of us eventually. It's wrong. It is absolutely wrong. This guy would take a call and some caller would report something and instead of saying, well, we're not, you know, like I do on this broadcast when somebody calls in and starts, wants to tell a rumor, I tell him, no, we don't do that on this broadcast. You want to call me tomorrow? I'll check it out. If it turns out to be true and the the listening audience needs to hear it, uh, then uh, you know we'll make arrangements for you to call in, and and it can be your story, and we'll do it. But that's the only way it's done on this broadcast. All of these other people, they take phone calls, and a lot of these phone calls are people spreading rumors, and these rumors, 99% of them, turn out to be wrong, and it's wrong to allow that to happen, especially when the host takes it and runs with it. without any checking, without any calling, without any research, without anything. This is one of the people who pulls faxes off the fax machine and reads them over the air. This is the one of people who indiscriminately reads Associated Press wire reports and ABC uh, wire reports and news releases and press releases without checking them out. Associated Press, UPI, especially ABC, uh, have been well known to plant fake phony and false stories. We've all discovered that over the years. No radio host who reports the news. Okay, so especially let's, on a day when he knows. Let's play the segment he was building up to talking about. This is Alex Jones on December 31st, 1999. Ooh. Broadcasting live. And can't I'm, imagine he has any opinions about Y2K. That doesn't seem like <laughs> the sort of thing he'd be into at all. And like, this is some War of the Worlds shit. Listen to this shit. 
cash machines are failing in uh, Britain and now other European countries. They're no, finding they large amounts of explosives in France. No, they didn't. Uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, who is known as Vladimir the Ruthless. And using all his profanity on national TV, you name it, we won't read the profanity here, uh, but we've got it. Uh, this Please person don't. is on an unbelievable power trip and resembles a demon. He is a creature of the IMF and the World Bank and international communism. He is a former KGB head, and this information is vital, ladies and gentlemen. We are seeing the New World Order uh, really come out in full force. More wars than have been in the last 50 years are going on right now. The war in Chechnya is raging in Grozny with, well, reports of hundreds of thousands dying. Is that true, folks? No. <laughs> None of that was true. Yeah, that was... And especially the part, like, he made it sound I've like there was just... never even heard Vladimir the Ruthless. <laughs> the, the, he made it sound like there was just chaos unfolding oh, yeah. everywhere on Y2K. And my most vivid memory of Y2K is waking up and remembering, oh, yeah, it's already Y2K in Australia. Let's see how it's going there. And I turn on the TV, fireworks, celebrations. And I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are totally fine. Dude, I heard, I heard, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they, uh, they had like some computer like systems that were in charge of like seeing if women were likely to have birth defects in England. And uh -huh. I guess Y2K fucked with that. And some, some women had kids that like shouldn't have in their kids. Like some, some, like the, that shit kind of got fucked up. Y2K babies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. We got to look into that. I know. Yeah. It was fucking gnarly. That's insane. I don't know if that's true or not. I just heard it somewhere. I'm sure it's true. <laughs> so that's Alex Jones. Uh, as, we, as we rail against disinformation, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, it's probably fine. Uh, so that's the Alex Jones episode. I'm, I'm convinced this motherfucker works for the government. Yeah, probably. I, I don't think. No one could be him in real life. I don't think he cares that much. Yeah. You know, I think he he's a performer. Yeah. I think he likes, you know, kind of stirring the pot. He finally figured out what moves supplements. <laughs> and he's goddamn sticking to it. Yeah, right. Uh, so well, we can barely keep him on the shelf. <laughs> That's it's always it's always we got a new shipment. I don't know how long it's gonna last. <laughs> well, we got thirty, forty bottles of coffee. Like it's like I'm like shut the <laughs> Why fuck up. Why do you only get thirty or forty? That's uh, you know <laughs> maybe if you get through, good, good, good on you. But I mean, I would try. I would get on it fast because. <laughs> People really want this uh, this new uh, line of stockings that <laughs> stop the government from seeing what your knees are like. Like, yeah. uh, I think I will be back from tour by the time this goes up. Uh, so thank you for coming out to see me tell jokes, which I know so <laughs> many of you did. Oh, so many. I love you all so much. Uh, also, patreon.com slash unpops. $5 a month to get all our podcasts. Or you can just give us a dollar or two to keep the lights on. Yeah. We are a struggling young business. I mean, we're not struggling. We're doing pretty well. But You're doing all right, but hey, yeah. you could always be doing better. You could always be doing better. I know. Uh, okay. Connor, what do you got to plug? You're on fucking Starburns now, right? Yeah, Starburns Audio. I mean, we're single-handedly responsible for getting Rick and Morty renewed for 70 episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, me and boys are rocking. I'm at Connor McSpadden on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, going to be in Vegas and Denver at the end of May. Uh, check the Mean Boy Twitter for uh, details on that. We'll hang out with you. Uh, we went on the road, met a lot of you guys. Fucking shout out to any of you if we fucking had a good time. We hung out with everybody for a long ass time. It was very fun. We all, I always, I'll always hang out with you. Uh, I'm going to be at the Velve in Austin, Texas, headlining four shows, June 15th and 16th. And then the Secret Group in Houston, Texas on Father's Day. What is that? 
<laughs> you know, as, as Alex Jones calls it, the, the day he gets extra drunk at the barbecue place by his house. And I'm somewhere in Arkansas on June 14th, and I uh, don't know where. So, uh, yeah, figure, figure that Be one safe. out. Be safe. And I'm going up to the Pacific Northwest in August, so if you're, uh, if you're out there, fucking, uh, yeah, look into that. <laughs> if you're out there, fucking. Oh, yeah, when, when is this going out, you think? Uh, I think, like, the week after next. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm taping a TV set in Chicago, May 23rd at the Promontory. Uh, if it's uh, if you listen to this before then, ticket link's in my Instagram bio. So if you want to come watch me do some jokes about fucking, uh, you can go get tickets there. Nice. Alright, let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Adios. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Goodbye.